this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor's going to distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. Today on To The Point, you guys asked for this hot topic and we're delivering it today. Men in Ballet. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. Welcome on into The Point with Kristen Burt, presented by Dance Network and Popcorn Talk. We are so excited about our guests today because so many of you requested that we discuss more ballet and specifically that we discuss men and ballet. So representing all the men in ballet, <laughs> I love that, Magnus Christofferson, yeah. Tigran, I'm going to try this, right? Sergisian? Exactly. Oh, Perfect. fantastic. Yeah. Both of the Los Angeles ballet, you are a exactly, soloist with yeah. Magnus and you are a principal dancer. Yes. I am excited to have you guys here. We've got a lot to talk about. You do. Thank you so much for having us. It's, it's Thank a you, true it's pressure. Yeah. Big pleasure. Big yes. pleasure. I know. And I'm, I'm excited <laughs> because I, we, we hit a couple topics uh, before we got on camera just to mm-hmm. you know touch on some things. But uh, one of the big things in, that you were introduced to me about was the, um, the fact that you guys did a short film or exactly. an experimental film even right. called The Dancer. And uh, we put it out there on social media. If you guys are looking for it, we'll also link to it in the show mm-hmm. notes. It's out there on Vimeo. It's, what, five minutes, five and a half minutes? Yeah. Um, how did this whole thing come about? Because I know you're an executive producer on it, and Tigran, you were roped into choreography. choreography I love yeah. this. <laughs> right. So um, I wanted to do something, and uh, I wanted to do something that was out of the box. And... Um, we have an enormous privilege as artists to uh, be able to turn pain into beauty. Um, and I wanted to do something like that. And I moved to L.A. You know, my amazing manager, Jerry Silverheart. He, we love. We love <laughs> so much. He uh, introduced me to the amazing director, Jason O'Silva. We got together and it seemed like it, this could happen. And I was um, the theme of the short film would be, you know, the whole thing of you know life about you know cares gives order which uh, then makes cares again which con- t- continues to order is this infinite cycle that i was really uh, fascinated about too which i think the dancer represents it's something all the people that have uh, watched it 
mm-hmm. they have been able to relate to it in some way. Oh, I can see myself in that way, or I can see. And for me, that is a huge accomplishment we did with that short film. Now, I want to know, because um, taking a look at it, it is it looks like a beautiful loft, maybe in downtown Los Angeles right, somewhere. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, what were some of the, especially for you, Tigran, what were mm-hmm. some of the constraints in terms of choreography? Because I know a lot of it's done on kind of a platform right there. Yeah, it was very difficult to <clears throat> choreograph for <laughs> such a space because... First, it was uh, the little platform and also the concrete, of course. Yeah, how did that feel, those jumps? <laughs> it was tough. At the end of the day, <laughs> Those shin splints. Oh, yeah. No, that was, that was a challenge. But, you know, I was like, i got to do this. No question. If I have to dance on concrete floor, I'll do it. And I did it. Full jump. Huge jumps, you know? And, and it was... Um, this was so much of my purpose back then that it just had to happen, no matter... No matter what, you know? It's true. Was he a good student? Oh, he, he's amazing. <laughs> I, mean, I know him in person. We are really good friends. Yeah. So yes. <laughs> when he brings an idea, we, we both start talking and we take it to the another level, you know? So he explained me what he wants to do and he told me about like how deep of... I, I don't want to say issues, but like a lot of things coming up. Pain through turning into pleasure or like being in a box and coming out of it and ex- experiencing such a beautiful things out of the box. That's a great metaphor, actually. Stepping outside the box as an mm-hmm. artist, I think that's something that sometimes we get stuck in. Um, yeah. And then when you have the ability to sort of break free of that, that really is an incredible um, feeling, I think, of freedom as an artist and things like that. Yeah, exactly. So when we both collaborated and talked about it, we decided to see what's the what, what's the intention behind it, mm-hmm. what we want to deliver. You know, what's the bridge we want to set between the choreography, the the. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Movie and the audience. Now, Magnus, I'm wondering, you could have choreographed this yourself, I'm assuming. So why did you want to bring in Tigran? Because he's a great um, friend. He understands me and... You know, you need people outside, too. You need people to be critical. You cannot just go with your own ideas. And, you know, you need feedback. You need someone to... Everybody, you know, they, they got to have that. And, you know, I trust Chikrin, and he knows me, and he knew everything about me back then. And, you know, he, he's an amazing person, an amazing dancer. He's so talented. So, of course, you know... We, Thank you, Mark. No, no, man. <laughs> no, you're really welcome. Come here. Come here. Buddies. Oh, I know. Oh, so cute. <laughs> so cute. No, um, no, of course, he had to. Um, also for him, you know, it, it was... We, we, like, there's this thing, you know, you can you can help people build their careers together, you know, and now you're an award-winning choreographer, actually. <laughs> an yes. award-winning choreographer, because you got involved I, in I wanted to do choreographies. I, I expressed this to Magnus back then, and I was like, maybe I can see myself doing something and trying something. So it was a... It was my first really big thing, first uh, choreography, and it went pretty good, you know, as a as a movie. It it was amazing experience for me. It's beautifully shot too, and I know you right. guys did the the film festival circuit with it, and 
it won a lot of awards, not just right. like a couple. If you go to the IMDb page for The Dancer, you will see the list of awards, not only for Jason, who is the filmmaker, but uh, for you, Magnus, and for you, Tigran. So that is incredible. Well, Congratulations. It was really humbling and, and a great experience. You know, we have we, we have this thing of, you know, we, we have this, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what we say, uh, vision, action, reality. Yeah. And this was such a good like is the principle and and we really, you know, we this really happened, you know? Mm-hmm. Because this started as a vision. You know, we all have these dreams. We all, mm-hmm. oh, I want to do this, or I want to do that. And this actually happened and you know, it won awards and now we're here. Um it's, it's, it's really it's been really really inspiring for both of us and I think it's something the process is something I think both of us will look back on in our fu- in, in the future we we'll, we will look back on this process and be like Things can really happen if you put the action into it. Um, and put the right so, team together. Because if you don't put right. the right team together, it doesn't get executed the right. way you want. Exactly. So well, we were really lucky with that. Jason Osilva, he did a really good job. Yeah, he's amazing. Will you guys all yeah. collaborate again, do you think? I something? hope so. I've done a short film with him, actually, yeah. after that, as an actor. Um, I love it. Oh, yeah. No, he's you know he's, he's a director, so um, he does that, too. And... Yeah, hopefully. We'll see. <laughs> you were also executive producing on it. How was that? That's a different role for you. As I said, this just had to happen. I had to get this out. You know? Yeah. Um, it has to become reality. So I, you know, I, I, whatever it took, I had to make this happen. And therefore, I had to also be a producer on it, you know, put the financial uh, support into it. And that was what it took. So that's... It's not that's, easy. It's not easy. What were the biggest challenges on set for you guys with The Dancer? Well, what's, what is really challenging is that we had one day to shoot. Uh, it's always it's either time or money, right? It's, it's, it was one day to shoot. And, you and know, the space, of course. We didn't know, we, we right. Never, I've never done a full out on the space. And, you know, you have a whole crew there. It's hard to say, oh, let's, let's do it. You can't you can wait. You just have to... Right. So and we, I, when we choreographed it, we were in a dance studio trying to put it together and, uh, like, making frame where like you would have this much space to do these jumps and then you have to jump off and you have this much space and so, now you're like wait a minute you're off camera you can't do it that way right exactly, yeah. that's why it was it's so important to have like a team effort and it's so important that jason is such an amazing uh, person to understand uh, magnus too and to put it in the camera edit in such an amazing way that it's delivered right to the public you know mm-hmm. for example as a like, what do you look when you look at the dancer when you watch it where do I look uh, no what do you see what, oh, what, what do are I you looking see? for yeah yes. you know I think when I'm looking for something I, I, you start off with like it seems like a blank canvas of a room that's what I was always interested in mm-hmm. because I'm like this is a very simple set so it keeps you focused in on Magnus and what he's going through and, and on the emotion because I know he can dance. I've seen you guys dance. You <laughs> yeah, I did. I say I saw them in the Nutcracker at the Dolby Theater. Uh, I know, but that's what I—that's what I'm looking for in, especially on a film. Because I'm like, I know I'm going to get great dancing. So, what are you giving to me on an emotional level? That's exactly what we wanted to deliver. The the approach you give, <laughs> yes. The approach you give to what you see. As an art form, mm-hmm. it is the right approach. You know, you, you want to see something that you want to experience. And the, exactly how Magnus said before, a lot of people watching it had uh, had something related to it. You know? That's right. And of course, it's not uh, the choreography wasn't about the steps or how it would, about the movement. It was more about the intention behind it. It was about the feelings more. And of course, as I said, the right team effort, it's, it will bring something beautiful. 
Yes, and it does. And you guys should be very proud of what you accomplished. Thank you. Thank yes. You. Um, since we mentioned Los Angeles Ballet, um, mm-hmm. I always think it's an interesting topic. I-, I came from Boston. So Boston has a pretty rich heritage with Boston Ballet. In Los Angeles, sometimes we hear, well, there's not enough of a ballet scene. But you guys are out there and performing and working. And I, it was wonderful seeing you guys at the Dolby Theater with the full orchestra during Nutcracker season. What is it like being a dancer out in Los Angeles where there's so much other dance going on. There's dancing with the stars going on at the same time and they're doing movies and there's ballet and there's other types of concert dance. Uh, I mean, um, I mean, it's, it's fine. Like, um, I mean, it's it, like this company is like many other ballet companies. Yeah. You know, it it's, just, a, yeah. Uh, it's a team, a teamwork and it's, um, I, I think it doesn't disturb much to be, to be in LA mm-hmm. with other dance industries as as long as you know what mm-hmm. you are doing you know and it's good it gave us a lot of good experiences and uh, we did a lot of roles and the public is great uh, they come see of course there are a lot of other interests in Los Angeles uh, movies, uh, yeah. commercial dancing. Do you and... find it's harder to get an audience to the ballet in Los Angeles versus another city, or is it a similar struggle? I think it's a similar struggle, it is. to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. What's really interesting about you know being in Los Angeles ballet is that being in this city, you know, with all of these you know, things happening all the time, and you can create crazy connections. Um, and that's Los Angeles, you know? That's right. The city, and that's... that's what I think we both really like about being part of, you know, a ballet company in this city is all the uh, innovation, all the inspiring people, all the opportunities and all the kind of stuff. I spoke yeah. with uh, Petra Conti, who is yeah, one yeah, of yeah. your... Yes, hey. we love Petra. Hey, but Petra. Petra and Eris, her husband, also had had similar thoughts on that, you yeah. know, that... You know, everyone, all of you have had this incredible ballet experience, but being here in Los Angeles yeah. drives a different passion and a different creativity than another city would because of the access to all these different creatives and TV and film and, and beyond that. Yeah, right. I'm not sure the dancer would have been able to, you know, uh, been created in our city, you know? Mm-hmm. Right, if you yeah. were... <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's yeah, probably it's true. Yeah. Like for this city, actually, like it's good as a short film, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot, it can reach out to a lot of audience, and they can they can of course see it in a different way, you know. It's and they probably thing. understand it. I mean, oftentimes, like a Los Angeles audience will understand the language of film or television, right? Exactly, if yeah. they don't regularly go to the theater, which can happen sometimes, right? No, that's also why you know we need we need ballet out, you know, where places. In, out in places where uh, people they watch it, you know, it needs to be accessible. Exactly, like on you know YouTube or Vimeo, or it, it, we still need the theater. The theater is still really, really important. Yeah, really, to really see important. Life is a different feeling. It's not than, right, but you can still you know give people an you know the audience an experience of uh, of ballet in other ways than you know the old traditional way with buying tickets, going to a theater. Because that's, you know, so many people, you know, they, they watch movies. They, they are fulfilled with entertainment through, um, you know, uh, throughout screens, you know, to be honest. How have you found uh, social media in this era of ballet? Because I think for a lot of people, they have found more followers or the ability to connect with followers all over the world using short video clips on Instagram, photos, all of that, or giving giving them a glimpse behind the scenes, whether it's rehearsal or whether it's backstage. I love that. I love seeing backstage. 
Right. I don't know. Like, I'm not used to do that. I wasn't used to do that. <laughs> and now they're like, Germany. you have to do it. Yeah, right. No, it's, it's not about you have to, but it. I think, yeah, I realized myself about like, okay, this is the current situation in this time that, yeah, you need to share. You need to be able to give little hints like, hey, you know, like this performance going to happen soon. Come see us live, you know, and it, it is important to do it, I think, in my opinion, you know. Because then you can have a big audience coming and seeing. That's right. And letting them know, like, if you loved this performance, we've got another one happening next month or whenever else. Mm -hmm. Or even just the dancer, letting people know that you've done something different besides what they've seen maybe on the stage. Right. Um, The big question I get a lot of times um, about men in ballet is... How old were you both of you when you started dancing? Because I find that men in ballet can can start a lot later than a woman in ballet. Um, what about you, Magnus? About me? Who is the, about is me. anyone I, a baby? I was seven years old. Okay. When I got into the Royal Danish Ballet School. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom took me to an audition and I got in because I have the facilities. You, did you have a good toe point? I did, actually, but yeah. I had to get surgeries later, actually, because of my feet were, you know... Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's another too story. Good. Yeah. No, 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 they were, they were like, I had an extra bone. Oh, you so, did? Yeah. Oh, near the Achilles. Yeah, it's yeah. like a ballet common thing. Yep. So you had to get it removed, and then you can work again. But, uh, yeah, I, I had really good facilities when I was really young. And um, I got into it, and I loved it. The did shape- you love it immediately, or was it... It grew on you. The thing is, when you're seven years old, I think it's hard to know what you really love. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, when you're seven years old, you can feel the magic. You can, you know, you can, you, you I mean, you, you've been in the role of Danish ballet, you know. Yes, I have. Exactly. We have a photo. Thanks yeah. to Magnus. Uh, he's the one who helped me get a lovely tour of the stage. There I it's am. So it's an incredible theater. Um, yeah. All of the theaters actually in Copenhagen are it's to beautiful, die for. It's a beautiful city and I'm really happy that I'm from there and grew up in that city. You should be very proud of your city. It's beautiful. <laughs> I know and I, I think that they, the story they told it when I had the tour, they were saying, because the opera used to share this facility with exactly. the ballet yeah. mm-hmm. and the richest guy in in Denmark, you probably know who he is. I don't yeah, know his name. Yeah, yeah. Do you know his name? Mask. Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, he was like, the opera needs its own home. And then he built this beautiful yeah. gazillion dollar um, opera house right yeah. out there on the water. Yeah. It's it's beautiful. Well, All of them are. It, it, it's a beautiful city. And um, as I said, it's, yeah. Go, go to Copenhagen. <laughs> go to Copenhagen. Go, go it's a beautiful city. And, and do this tour because at the Royal Danish Theater, it is just, I mean, the history, They I got to like walk through all the tutus in the costume shop. I was so happy. And they were doing Cinderella at the time. Yeah. So. No, it's a, it's a beautiful place and I'm so happy. I, I, you know, I, I was there for so many years. It's And um, yeah, I miss it a lot. That's Do you? One of the, yeah, and, and Nikolai Hube was a, you know, I, he supported me a lot and really guided me through and created the dance of who I am today. Um, at the Royal Danish Ballet, since they are the school, I should say, how often does does everyone go right into the company? Do people go off to other companies? Because here in the U.S., we see people go to School of American Ballet. That doesn't mean they're getting into New York City Ballet. Right. It's different. Right. right. So uh, the Royal Danish Ballet School, which I was in, you know, for nine years, they, they have a school and then you, you know, then you can get hired to the core. Uh, first as an apprentice and then, mm-hmm. you know, like... Uh, Many of the other major major um, European companies. You okay, know, like, so you don't have to. It's not. Nece- it is a feeder school into yeah. the company, but you don't necessarily go into the company. You could go to. Well, if you get a job. Yeah, I mean, you'll, yeah. if you got a job in the U.S., you go there, or if yeah. you get a job in Canada, wherever it is, you go exactly, there. Exactly. Yeah, but um, but it's a great school and uh, a great company, and um, 
Yeah, it's it's yeah. I mean, you were there. It's just, it's just so beautiful. It, it really <laughs> is. Yeah. All right. So you were seven. How old were you? I was ten years old. I a little later. Later. I mean, <laughs> back in Armenia in Yerevan uh, State College, <clears throat> and it it was the requirements because it's an old Russian based school. Mm-hmm. It was you need to be at that age to start the dancing. Oh. And yeah, that uh, somehow it's it, it's like that. For Russian-based schools, interesting. Uh, so it's not at it's not like the the three four year olds we see here in the U.S. Sometimes people start you know going into dance class. No, it it was just a different structure of the mm-hmm. school. So it was a different approach. So anyway, I had to go and uh, take an audition. And actually, fun fact: I took my first audition and I didn't pass. <gasps> They're like, oh, I don't think you are good enough. <laughs> <laughs> and Were you, you okay with that? <laughs> I, I actually got a little bit like. Uh, like challenge to yeah, like, I'll hey, show you, know, you. Like, because my brother was a dancer in the school uh, in, in there, but he was doing national dances before changing to ballet. Mm-hmm. But so he started training me at home, and then um, and then two months later they had another audition, and I went, and they were like, "Oh yeah, you have good abilities now." <laughs> You're like, like, "Look at <clears> that! <throat> Wait a minute, two months ago I wasn't good enough." <laughs> Did you love it right away? Actually, I just went there to try because it wasn't my goal to to be a dancer or something. Mm-hmm. I, I just went there to try and it was good because my brother was going there too. Uh, the first year it was really challenging and uh, there, there were difficulties and I was thinking to maybe not continue. Mm-hmm. But then I started falling in love and I didn't see myself letting it go. So I was like, okay, I had to make a decision at some point in my life because we are still young, as Magnus said. Uh, we don't understand if we want to actually take this decision or not. Uh, <laughs> was but was there a role? Because I, I always feel like there's something, because I, I took ballet growing up too, mm-hmm. and I always feel like there's just that one little role or that one ballet that you perform in and you go, oh, I'm hooked. And, you know, for some kids, it's Nutcracker every year. But I think that there's other ballets. Like, I loved Sleeping Beauty. That was the one that just made me, like, fall in love with ballet and go, okay, I will go and train and be at the bar, ballet bar, you know, for the hour and, and get that in and, and do all of the, you know, technique that you need to be able to perform. Um, was there something for you guys that sort of cl- clicked for you? For me a lot. Yeah, for, for me too. I mean... I was because the school was providing videotapes to show what kind of uh, dances there are. Mm-hmm. Of course, we were watching Swan Lake, we were watching Sleeping Beauty. Every week there was something educational, and they were also showing the Armenian dancers who achieved a lot of goals in Europe, in uh, US. So that kind of inspired me to see, like, oh my God, like there is this, there is this future that I can go and try out. You know? This can be a career. Exactly. Yeah. So that that kind of kept me excited. And uh, there is no specific role I would say I was excited about. But right. I just saw like, oh, there is like this big potential there. And why not to try? You know? That's right. How about and, for you, Magnus? Well, a lot. Um, I remember, you know, La Fit, which we just, you know. Yeah, just you just did in Los Angeles. It's, yeah. it's, it's a magical piece. It's, it's um, and I was so happy. We, we actually performed it, you know. Together, yes. you know, he is, is the the lead, uh, James, James, and Mia's Gurn, uh, like the two main male right. characters, and uh, it was a really dream come true because it's uh, it's it's just beautiful, and I grew it's up a beautiful with it. Ballet, it's yeah. a beautiful ballet, beautiful story, um, yeah, uh, and it's yeah, 
No, it's it's yeah, it's, it's, also, it's magical. <laughs> it also relates in the Royal Danish. Of course, it's a choreography of uh, August Bournonville, which I grew up with. Exactly. That's right. Yeah. Which no, I should mention that too. Yeah, August yes. Bournonville, who who was the you know created the Sulfit. Yes. Yes, and if you go to <laughs> Copenhagen, you will see that it's literally like Bournonville, like Lane, and you, you see his name everywhere. Exactly, yeah, yeah, you yeah. see, and he's talked about on the tour too, which was pretty fantastic. Um, Lots of questions about, and I think Lucia had this one. I just want to make sure because we did get a, a bunch of fan questions. Yeah, Lucia, she wanted to know, when it comes to men in ballet, is it harder for men in ballet or is it easier for men in ballet? It's different. Different is a good answer because I think that there are two sides to this, aren't there? There is. And um, as a man, you have, li- you, have you know, uh, there's less competition. You know, a lot of girls want to be ballerinas. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, a lot of men, you know, go into ballet, so you should have more opportunities. But, you know, what's hard about being a man, I think, is, you know, we have to lift a lot. We have to jump a lot. Like, injuries can really, you know, be hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, for women, too. For women, it's, too. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. part of the, the art of... But, but for men, it's like knees, you know, it's back. It's, it's So it's different. But in some ways, it will probably be easier because... For men, because we uh, we have less competition, right. and in in the ballets there, you know, there's a lot of you know, it's, it's easy for women to fall into the you know, 32 core girls, and you know, it's never hard. get out of the core. Exactly. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. I know you had something. You were saying that you when we were talking about this before the show, you were talking about you know friends that are great dancers right. but didn't have the opportunities that maybe yes. some other men did. Yes, uh, of course. Like in if you look at it. Like this, uh, a lot of men get uh, scholarships and help to to come and get educated because I think not a lot of men would want to do ballet and then the ones that they come, they want to keep them and train them. And uh, yeah, I have experience throughout my journey and throughout my career. I, I saw a lot of amazing dancers, ballerinas, girls that were trained really good and they just like end up quitting because um, they didn't get a job, they didn't get the opportunity, and it is painful to see the, all of these parts because you know them in person and you know how good they are and how much they love it too. Exactly, and like to let go for them from that career or the the stuff that they love about and they love expressing it, it is so difficult to see. Like yeah. they're heartbreaking, you know. And yeah, that's the difference for me, and it is different. Uh, are, are men able to dance longer than women? Do you think? I don't know. Actually. It depends so much, and you know. Yeah, the, I'd, I'd say injuries, injuries. aside. Yeah, but I so mean, th- when we talk about men in ballet, there's something I really want you know people to think about, and that is because it's pr- it's it's a lot of the time people th- uh, think of men in ballet as feminine, or mm-hmm. you know, it has this feminine vibe. But when you think about it, it's actually really masculine, you know, because you gotta build your body, you gotta have a lot of physical strength. You know, you're athletes. You're an athlete, and that's mm-hmm. really... I mean, for me, that's masculine, right? So, you know, the whole thing that ballet is feminine, I think that's I think that's so wrong. Well, we've been having this conversation here on To The Point, and mm-hmm. I'll chime in on your thoughts on this, because I feel like all of us have qualities of masculinity, and all of us as, as human beings have qualities of femininity, and it depends on the interpretation and the music and the movement and what that means. Um, and so even saying, like, I'm dancing like a man or I'm dancing like a woman, to me in my brain, I kind of want to just, like, 
Yeah. Let it go. Like, why Why are we talking in these, like, archaic terms? Because, yeah, I, I yeah, I mean, because there are going to be moments um, in a ballet that are going to be strong for any dancer mm-hmm. of any gender. And there are going to be moments that are romantic and soft and beautiful. Yeah. So I, I feel like we just need to take them <laughs> and throw them away. I think a lot of people who think that ballet is feminine, that's people that, you know... Um, They don't know what it is. They don't understand it. I think that's what it is, actually, because um, as soon as people know about it, you know, you know, people that's in ballet, you don't you, when, when once you're in it and you understand it, you don't you don't see it as feminine anymore. Mm-hmm. But if you never watch the ballet, if you just have watched, you no know, Barbie something ballet, you know, <laughs> and then, and then you think about a man in that, then, oh, yeah, that's feminine, you know? Right. I, th- I think that's where it comes from. It's yeah, that, and it's a stereotype. It's a stereotype, right. exactly. So... Because once you get in and you understand it, it's it's not uh, it's not feminine at all. And unfortunately, I think it keeps some boys away from starting doing ballet. Right. And you know, like, there's no reason for that. You know, it's uh, yeah. Did you guys get teased um, for doing ballet when you were younger? Is that is that a U.S. thing or is it more acceptable in I think, Europe? I think in Europe is more. You know, there's a bigger tolerance. I think, uh, like, you know. Um, For me, of course, I, I was a little embarrassed, I think, at one point in my early 20 teenage years where I'm, you know, a little insecure and trying to find my place. I kind of had to find myself in that. But once I grew older, once I realized, you know, how beautiful an art it is. And to be proud of it. And to be proud of it, exactly. But but I had all these circumstances kind of in those years, which confused me a little bit. But I'm happy I kept going. And I'm afraid that some people or some boys get into that Phase two, and they quit, and they quit mm-hmm. because oh, I don't want to be, I don't want to seem, you know. Uh, you and know. we lose out on great dancers because exactly. of it. So it's 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 not unnecessary. You Were know? you teased at all? Not as much. Yeah. I mean, even though in Armenia it's a different mentality, but I feel like as a culture, Armenian culture is uh, very supportive of art. I love that. So they, they of course, from young age, they want to give their children into some sort of <laughs> art form. So, and as an art form, it was supported, you know, and it was one of the, like, when they said, oh, we want to go watch a performance in Open House in Armenia. It was a big thing. And there is still audience nowadays. I hear that they go and watch and Aww. they keep going. And later on, I moved to Switzerland and it was, it was also really supported so like i i never felt the pressure of not doing it even though i had a stereotype in my head that would be like oh i should feel embarrassed to now not maybe communicate with other people than dancers yep you know so maybe then i'm not judged but it's it's something to be proud it's something of course And, and I think I think U.S. it, it happens a lot because we focus so or we place so much emphasis on sports when all of these dancers, male and female, are incredible athletes and deserve the respect. And it's funny to me because I've we've had a couple of very young dancers here with tremendous success, and they say they still get teased. I'm like, are you kidding me? You're on like a top 10 TV show and you're getting teased. Um, but then, you know, there's jealousy and things like exactly, that because yeah. there's fame yeah. and success that they're seeing there. I'm like, you just tell them that you won Dancing with the Stars Juniors, JT Church. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's a great kid and, you know, he loves to train. He loves to dance. It gives him his passion, but he talks about it too. He goes, you know, it hurts my feelings. Of course. No, yeah. And I've been through that too, you know, that and Mm-hmm. If you go through that, if you're you know young dancer watching this, just keep going. Like if you love it, just keep going because it will change. 
in our age now, I think now, you know, when you get older, people really respect dedication, they mm. respect passion, hard work, and they respect hard work. And then, you know, oh, and that if it's, you're if you're in sports, in ballet, in, in finance, but just that you show this, you know, there's a lot of respect to that, which is uh, my point is that I feel like people, um, they notice that when you become later more than, oh, that's that's feminine or that's masculine. They're like, whoa, you actually put a lot of work into this. That's really inspiring. You already have decades by the time you're exactly, starting off your yeah. professional career. Right. Yeah. That's why it's so important to create such a space and environment where people can come and express themselves, you know. And it is important for young artists to, to know what is art because it's mm-hmm. our core being, you know. Like, we all are artists in some level. We just... Mm-hmm. We don't want to shape it or something. We want to express it. And a dance, like me as a dancer, I'm not, uh, I'm, my goal is not to be a dancer. It is actually to see my path, to see my journey and uh, like kind of shift back and view myself as I am, you know? Right. It is. It gives me access to express myself as I am, not as... And share it with an audience too. Exactly. And that's a really important part. A point to share it it's not about it's not about just like keep it to yourself it's not about being egoistic it's just this is me here i am and you watch it you know like yeah people feel things that's the that's the great thing about it people exactly. go and watch a, a performance and sometimes they're so moved i mean they're moved to tears they're moved to excitement whatever it is that's the beauty of art um and when it comes to ballet as well the, there's been a lot of chatter we've heard of this a lot um and sort of shifting of roles in ballet, because traditionally artistic directors have been male. Um, a lot of the choreographers in ballet have also been men. Um, but Los Angeles Ballet is run by... Colleen Neary. Colleen Neary. With her husband. With, With her, her husband. husband. So it's a team yeah. effort. Yeah. New York City Ballet finally just got their sort of yeah. co-directors, uh, both yeah. male and female. But... Um, how, how do you? How does it work in Los Angeles ballet? I'm, I'm sure it works very well, actually, because oh, they, yeah. ban- they bounce they bounce ideas no, off great. of each other. Yeah. yeah, exactly. No, it's it's. Uh, I mean, I've been. They have helped me a lot. First of all, it, it's it's a really supportive. Uh, you know, they've been really supportive of me, and 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 I feel like they are like that. They're yeah. they're great directors, and I feel like they have a good yeah uh, chemistry. Like it's it's a good balance because they help each other out. So yeah, I mean, it's good to have you know a, f- a female and a, you know a man to kind of. No, both of the worlds. I think. Everyone brings exactly. things to the table, and go. I think, yeah. yeah. And hopefully we'll see more of that in the ballet hopefully, world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. It feels like it's it's time it's for time. it, right? It's in the world. You know, and it is starting ballet. to change, so it's, it's yeah. good. We are on a good track, I think. Are, are we seeing more female choreographers in the ballet world? I know I New so, York yeah. City yeah. Ballet has, mm-hmm. has encouraged and, and promoted a few, um, but I'm not sure about here in Los Angeles. I don't... Yeah, there is, we worked with uh, Azure Barton. Yeah. We, oh, we, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We, uh, since we have been in Los Angeles Ballet, she already created two two pieces. I mean, uh, reset her choreography. Okay, good to know. Yes. I, I always like to hear that because it's just one of those things I think we hear less about um, what's happening, uh, female choreographers in ballet versus commercial dance. There's plenty of female choreographers, I feel right. like. there's There's tons of men, there's tons of women, but in ballet, I'm like... Where are they? <laughs> yeah, come forward. Just come forward. Exactly. Start creating the art. Boom. Yeah. So good. Um, Magnus, I know you brought a book, and I thought it was right. really mm-hmm. interesting because yeah. I think a lot of, of our viewers and listeners will really 
resonate to the topic of this. And this is interesting, yeah. yeah, I think that they're really going to be excited about so this. So I brought a book called Ego is the Enemy mm. by Ryan Holiday. Mm-hmm. And the reason I brought this book is, a, is because it was a book that helped me a lot. Um, it's good for everybody to read. I really recommend this book. But especially, if, I mean, I, now when this is a dance channel, I recommend dancers to read it because it's, uh, I think we all have this feeling sometimes that we're not enough. And there, and especially, you know, in the ballet world where we, we look at ourselves in the mirror every day, we get corrections all the time. And we start getting into this habit that, or this thought pattern that we need, you know, all the time, you know, to feel enough by getting roles or getting a clap on the shoulder or, you know, a promotion or something. And for me, you know, to kind of step out of that, read this book, it helped me a lot. And, and, and get the inspiration out, get the, you know, the love to the art out instead of, am I enough? Am I good enough? And this book is uh, is just amazing, and I, re- I really recommend everybody to read it. Ego is the Enemy by Ron Holiday, and I think the uh, the ballet world could you know could use this a little bit sometimes. Okay, what do you think that they maybe need to improve upon? Just a couple thoughts. Right. So so some um, there's this beautiful quote that I try to live my you know artistic life life out of, and it's uh, it's by uh, an acting teacher called Stanislavski, and he says. Mm-hmm. Love the art in yourself, not yourself in the art. Think about that for a moment. Love yourself in the... No. <laughs> no I'm kidding. You're like, wait a minute. <laughs> love, love the art in yourself. Yes. Not yourself in the art. You're taking the ego out of the art. Well, we all have some kind of ego, but it's, I'm, not, I'm not, you know, a dancer to maintain an ego or to, you know, to have validation. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm dancing because I love it, because I'm inspired to do it, and I want to share because at the end of the day, man, we, we're there for the audience. Mm-hmm. The audience is super important. So we can run around, you know, in our, uh, in our studios and be huge artists. But if we don't do it in a way that is, you know, that, that an audience can digest it, then what's the point of it? Right. So I think they, you know, it's not only the ballet world, but, but, but it's, it's this, you know, thought of, of uh, serving something that's bigger and, and understanding that, Art needs, you know, people that's that's have that has a purpose bigger than than their own, you know, fulfillment of recognition or uh, validation. And I think it's it's this book became kind of north star for me sometimes to kind of. What made you pick it up and read it in the first place? I got to recommend it too, and that's why I want to recommend it to mm-hmm. other people. Too. I love it. Have you yeah. read it? Not yet. But he's he's going to pass you the <laughs> copy he's it now. Thank you. <laughs> What a good friend. I love I this. <laughs> Have you highlighted passages for him in the book? No, yet? I just highlight the whole thing. The whole <laughs> yeah. thing. <laughs> He's like, read it from cover to cover and then report back. No, we always uh, we always talk about this um, egoistic stuff. And uh, we, we, we both are meditators. We try to improve ourselves and we try to find what is our core being. So it is, we have like really good chemistry as friends, and yep. we, we we share a lot of things together. So I think this is a he already recommended me this book. So now you gotta read it because <laughs> exactly. we have witnesses. It's okay? on camera and, uh, now. Everyone, it. everyone is gonna ask me questions after this. I know. Yeah, they're gonna you say, read it? Have what you page are you on? <laughs> no, ego is the enemy by Ryan Holiday. Great yeah. book. Um, he, yeah. And by the way, he's he's an amazing author. Just read everything he's written. Oh, good to yeah. know. I mean, and and especially I was thinking, like, here in Hollywood, there's a lot of 
actors and producers and directors that could probably benefit from this book, too. This town is run by ego. Mm. It's fueled I mean, by it, yeah, oftentimes. I mean, Detrimentally, sometimes. So yeah. it probably would help a lot of people. Right, but also, for, one thing is that, but another thing is your own life, you know? To actually, you know, get motivated by healthy, you know, things. Instead of, you know, I, I want to be enough, I want to be enough. Right, because you are enough already. You are enough. Why yeah. wouldn't you be? I mean, we're all here on this planet, aren't we? That's right. Yeah. So why would somebody, because he's an, a princess or a whatever, why would he be enough because of that? You know? But I think we tell ourselves that, too, sometimes. You know, Absolutely, it's the, the, yeah. the voice in our head sometimes. And you're like, why am I doing this to myself? All I'm yeah. doing is sabotaging me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, so this book, and I think also sometimes if you get in an environment where egos, you know, there's a lot of ego validation seeking, you kind of get into that, too. And to read this book, you can get, uh, just go get, you know, one, this book is great, but also just to get this awareness, even just mm. listening from this conversation can maybe make you realize stuff sometimes or think, hmm, why is he saying that? Is it because you want to share? Is it because you want to inspire? Is it actually because he wants a reaction out of me to feel, oh, you're such a big God? You know? <laughs> yeah. You start and understanding really the motivations yeah. and, and everything else. Exactly. Um, you better take that copy home. Well, since we are talking about books, actually, I I have been reading this book called The War of Art. Oh, yes. It is actually like the resistance that we all have the uh, the art within us. It's exactly the sentence you said, actually, before. What was it? Uh, love the art in yourself, not yourself in the art. Exactly. We have the resistance. We, we try to keep back to what we want to express because of all these other judgments. And we don't know if we would be good judged or bad judged so like it is important to actually express in some sort of art form because it is within you and i just actually when he passed the book i i accidentally read this uh, sentence and it actually mentioned yeah, the, yeah, war the war of, of art, art actually, yeah. <laughs> so like, they are they are connected books they are companion books that you <laughs> should be reading <laughs> but also yeah. think you know if you're really driven by ego in ballet or dance or whatever you do it becomes it, it becomes a heavy effort it sabotages it you. It sabotages you. Mm. If you can let go of the ego and dance and not care about people's reactions so much, you get way freer and you can think out of the box. You know, and, and you get other opportunities. You can go down different roads. You don't have to follow the A, B, C, D, E, F, G because people th- expect that from you. Right. And I always think if you learn to, even though you're dancing for the audience, if you dance for yourself in, in the joy and the passion and you have that freedom, yeah. people are going to react to it's that crazy. because they see the freedom, they see the yeah. authenticity. It's mm-hmm. really interesting. Yeah. So exa- exactly, the, the, it's opposite. They are invited to your space and it is, it is amazing where you can share that space, where you can throw that bridge between mm-hmm. you and the audience that they are drawn to you and you are drawn to them. Be- there is like right. so it something becomes, you want to share. Right, it becomes about sharing, giving the audience a place where to feel. Where to dream, yeah. where to reflect, and that's the main goal. That's right. Instead of having me do a good performance and then like, oh, you did a good job, thank you. Mm. And and sometimes you know, and I'm gonna be honest. Sometimes it goes like this. Sometimes you have this knowledge, but then you kind of get. So it's it's a it's a it's a journey. It's 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 a process mm-hmm. you're on all the time because sometimes the ego kicks in and it does the rest of the life. So just to get the knowledge and and understanding what is what and you know. The more in tune you are it, to it, the better you're going to be as an artist in the long run. Yeah, probably. I mean, yeah, but there's also healthy egos. So let's not say that all egos are bad, but but it, but it becomes about me, 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 
and I want you to treat me this way for no reason. Nobody likes to be around that person. Exactly. But, <laughs> at all. No, exactly. But, but that's, um, yeah, that's why I wanted just to throw this out because it really helped me a lot. We only have a few minutes left in the show, um, yeah. but I know you guys have a lot of other projects that you're working on. Exactly. Um, what are you each doing besides Los Angeles Ballet, of course? What do you guys have um, coming up? I'm uh, so I'm in acting class too. Um, yeah. With you, are you in acting class with Kayla Radomski? Who we all know from I So am. You Think yes, You Can Dance. We're doing a scene together at the moment. Actually, she's great. She's amazing. She's just amazing. Yeah, and um, yeah, we're in acting class together. Do a small projects with that too. Uh, you know, I mean, we also work on dance films because it's it's a great way to get out. You know. You had a um, clip, too, that you had. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and who was dancing with you in this clip that, that we're about to show? Kirsten Allen. And um, let's just... I'm gonna be, I like uh, the beard. I look way better. <laughs> no. It's a mature look for you. I know, yeah. You kind of look like Jason Sudeikis there. Does anyone yeah. tell you that with the beard? I, actually, actually, that's the first time. Oh, okay. He's yeah, got a beard right now, to too. I your beard. <laughs> what? And uh, this is a Disturbed's cover of this song. It so. is. Mm-hmm. And, and the idea of that is also to introduce um, ballet to people that would normally not watch ballet. It's a heavy metal band, so it would attract another audience. And when is this project coming out? Because you brought in a clip of this. Yeah, so. we're editing and it's going to come out soon. Will they see it on YouTube? It's still the probably YouTube. Social media we can follow and yeah. find out when it's It is cute. This released. is just a trailer. <laughs> I love it. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And how about for you, Tigran? What are you working on these days? Actually, we're going to do a project with uh, yes. Kirsten. Ah. And, and next week, we're going to go to San Diego and try to put something together. So For camera? For, uh, for a film, again, okay, similar something to this. That's so great. You guys like kind of found just all the right people to work mm-hmm. with and the teamwork and everything else. Yeah, I really want to start choreographing more and uh, because it also now I see myself into accessing different way to dance world and maybe I just want to explore and express in a different way and see expresses a different different side of you I think too mm-hmm. is versus being just a dancer now you yeah. have like another another layer to all of it. it it is amazing to to see when you shift back and really view your path it is it is amazing to just throw a little like flexible things to see where you stretch out mm-hmm. and challenge your ego. <laughs> I go circling right back to ego. ego is the enemy. <laughs> ego is we the enemy. should get money for pitching this book. Know, right? is, it can... is it the enemy or we well, can just get collaborated with ego? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a whole other don't debate. Mess with ego. Um, I want to, uh, I love asking this question of all of my guests. In five years, where do you see yourself? I don't know. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's all right. I don't know, man. Like, right now, I think it can go all directions. I love ballet and I love dance and I hope to be in that continuously. But, I mean, you can get an injury even. You know, I know the injury. Do you guys I, worry about? I can't worry about injury. It just happens, doesn't it? It's just, it does. Yeah, you just have to. But you know, you never know. So I'm just gonna, you know, go with the with the flow. I think, mm-hmm. you know. But work hard. I'm not, you know, like you know, have my goals and stuff. But um, yeah. Do you see yourself staying in LA, both of you? Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a good city. It's an amazing city. It provides a lot. So there there are plenty of opportunities to take. 
And yeah, and the if same you're goes for me, I don't know. Diving in TV and film, you never know. You Five know, years, you know, yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Too, you know, maybe you'll have an Emmy for choreography at some point. Hey, hey, throw it out there. You're already an Emmy. Oh, oh no, you're already an award-winning choreographer. Exactly, so yeah. we'll throw the Emmys it's in the mix. It's not about awards. The awards Five are years. actually helping for the movie to to be more known. You know, it gives it more traction yeah. for sure. That's always a good thing. Right, yeah. Excellent. Well, guys, thank you so much for visiting us today. This was great and kind of eye-opening. And like I said, I'm like, you're the pioneers for men in ballet here on To The Point. Thank you, yeah. I appreciate that. Pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Um, If anyone wants to follow you on social media, if they're not already doing so, let everyone know where they can find you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Instagram, Magnus Christofferson. Easy enough. That's easy enough, yeah. And Instagram, Tigran Sargisian Official. Fantastic. He's I'm following him, so you can always like if you don't know how to spell that, they got it. Right. They can just go right off my list. It's so easy. All right, you guys, thank you so much for joining us here on To the Point today. We want to thank Dance Network and Popcorn Talk. And for all of your dance news, check out dancenetwork.tv. We will have a show next week. I know it's fourth of July week, but we will be here. See y'all next week. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.